Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to Voice America to the Variety Channel. This is your host, Melody Edmondson, and this is my show, The Space of the Waste. And today marks the kickoff here in January for brides and all things pertaining to bridal. And we're going to be talking today to Monica Caldwell from Tucson, Arizona, who owns Caldwell Jewelers. And she is not only an expert on gems, and she has her uh, degree in geminology and more and more and more accreditations than I could possibly list. And she is the premier jeweler here in town, my favorite, that she also designs jewelry. And when I was doing my jewelry line, Monica, made all of my jewelry for me and helped me make them better than they would have been. And <clears throat> Monica is also something that I've noticed. Uh, I was reading a lot of uh, things on psychology and everything yesterday because someone told me about this site. And so I was reading about Dr. Matei and he was talking about how compassionate inquiry is his new way of psychoanalysis and has been for a while. And he uses this in all modalities, whether it's addiction or narcissism or whatever. And I thought, you know, there are two people I know that use this method in their business. And one is Simone Gears, uh, who is a kind of an intuitive psychic She's a a quantum shaman and a a soul whisperer. And the other person is Monica Caldwell. Because what Monica is able to do, and I've never really seen anyone do it the way Monica does. She uses her compassion and her inquiry in a way that she takes a look at your hand. She checks out your body shape and the way you look. This is what I intuit from what she does. We haven't sat down and had a conversation and she will correct me if I'm wrong, but she sees all different kinds of hands. She's been in the business many, 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 many years, even though she's a young girl, but she knows it all. And she takes the hands and she listens to what they want. This is a key here. She really listens to what they want, whether it's gaudy and outrageous like my jewelry, or whether it's really more traditional and not trendy, or just classic, beautiful rings. She looks at the hand, the finger size, the finger shape, everything about the coloring of the person to know if they're better in white gold or better in yellow gold or better in uh, rose gold or yellow gold that is uh, 14, 18, 24 or more, because, you know, the color of gold in yellow obviously changes uh, the more gold that's in it. But anyway, 
I want to say what I did do is I looked up a couple of things and my grandmother's heredity is French in Austria. So I wasn't surprised to find this, but the first diamond that is recorded was in 1477 and it was the Austrian Archduke Maximilian who um, purchased Mary of Burgundy and he helped design the, the ring before he, as he had already asked her to marry him and he had the ring made and it was in the with diamonds in the letter M. And that was the first recorded diamond engagement ring. And before then, I mean, it was twigs, it was bone, it was copper, it was all kinds of crappy stuff. So he he really pulled out all the stops and moved it up to gold and diamonds. And then, of course, after that, you know, 1947, De Beers, you know, really uh, shot that into overdrive. Okay, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let Monica talk. And I really thought that was a sign when I said that, found that on the internet because Monica begins with an M, I begin with an M, and my first puppy dog who I loved like a son name was Maximilian. So there you go. Uh, Monica's daughter has just won a gold medal and I'm going to let her tell you, she went to Australia and uh, it's her name is now Brie Caldwell uh, Cote, Cote. Cote, yeah, which is sounds French to me. But um, she did absolutely fabulous. I mean, she took the gold. Come on. That is awesome. Yay, Brie. And, and I hope her mother is making her a solid gold trophy. But we're going to go to Monica now. She's going to talk about <laughs> well, diamonds. <laughs> well, we're going to skip the trophy. She has enough of those. <laughs> okay. What about a little charm that says? She, she has a couple of those. This is her This is her first world medal that she's competed um, in several other countries where she's won medals. So she wow. just keeps plugging she along. Yeah, keeps on going. She is yeah. amazing. And she went to my alma mater, Missouri yes, University. Yes, she did. Yay. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, Tell us about some di- about diamonds. I, I think our listeners are very interested in, in the whole concept of what kind of engagement ring they're going to find. And maybe you can tell a little bit about diamonds and Sure. So, you know, it's it's based on tradition. It's something that started hundreds of years ago. And the biggest thought or myth was that there's a vein that runs directly from the left finger to the heart. And that's why you put the engagement ring and the wedding ring on the left finger. So I think that's kind of fun because it it gives you a little myth. Um, As we know, all veins run back to the heart. So probably put it on any finger, but it works. Um, I think it's true because diamonds also have the high, you know, the highest energy and the highest, you know, what is it, Mohs and all of that stuff. And they have, they have, they are the hardest substance. That doesn't mean they can't be broken. They can. They have four directions of perfect cleavage, and that's how diamonds are first cut. They're cleaved, and it's cleaved in that direction. So, can you still break a diamond? Sure, but there's got to be something internally, some kind of internal fault in there to break it. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's got the most, um, oh, 
the most um, brilliance of any other stone because of the way it refract, reflects and refracts light. Nothing else has that ability. Now, today there's more and more simulants. There's more and more copies. Moissanite is a copy. Cubic zirconia is a copy. Um, they still will not have the brilliance that diamond has. Correct. So, you know, in, in my mind, because this is what I do and this is what I love to do, nothing's going to ever replace that diamond. I just think it's amazing. That being said, I'm a big color person. So my wedding ring originally was an emerald. Uh, my daughter's wedding ring is a green diamond because she loves green. So I think we've, we've expanded on those traditions and broken away and incorporated more color and um, more unique things. I do. I think I've seen yellow diamonds, pink diamonds. I've seen more colored diamonds mm -hmm. in the last two years, two or three years than right. I ever had, you know. Right. And, right. and they occur naturally. All those colors occur naturally. Um, How many last, colors are there? I mean, what every are some color imaginable from black to red. So naturally. Wow. What causes color is that some other element got into the atom structure so diamond is pure carbon it's pure crystallized carbon so when you have color something got into that atom structure and caused that color as that diamond was growing in the earth yellow is usually nitrogen that type of thing um, so naturally they come in every color but in the last 40 years we have we have gotten better and better and better at um, enhancing color we have we irradiate it. We basically bombard it with neutrons in a nuclear reactor, and we change the color of the diamonds. So mm -hmm. a lot of those that you see today are enhanced colors. Mm -hmm. um, they're perfectly fine. They're perfectly stable. And the way that it's evolved is when we first started doing this, when we first started irradiating, irradiating diamonds, we had no idea what it would come out, what color it would be. It could come out blue, it could come out green, it could come out brown. We didn't know. We have now since perfected it to where we can produce the color that we want. Oh, wow. That is just amazing. But yeah, there, there's nothing like a diamond. There's nothing like a true diamond, you mm -hmm. know, in my opinion either. As you know, I, did, I went on a little tangent buying 900 Danburites because Danburites <laughs> are natural. They come from the earth and they look a lot like a diamond, but... And, and they do have a good vibe. They have a nice frequency to them. And I can, they do totally have a vibe, but they're very fragile. And hey, as much as I like them, I like them because they're not, they're not expensive. And I can buy a whole bunch of them and make lots sure. of rings out of them. And I had such a blast with them. But I think sometimes, and especially in bad times, uh, bad times meaning high inflation and maybe uh, not having a full-time job in the field you are educated in, people don't have a lot of money. So I'm thinking that they could get the setting of their ideal diamond size that they have, that they eventually want to have, and they could put a damborite in there and then win pay on payments from day one, even if it's, you know, 10 years later or whatever, they have their... Uh, ring purchased for the diamond and then they go and pop in the diamond they could even sure and that's that's been done i mean we've done that here for years and years and years and not with damborite but mostly cubic zirconia because yeah. it's you know pennies on the dollar yeah you can get the size the shape that you want of the natural diamond 
And you use that until you can afford to have that diamond, you know, Um, people, you know, I got married very, very young. So I had a little teeny tiny diamond, but people wait a little bit longer to get married and they're in their thirties and, you know, nine times out of 10, they're finishing paying off school. They're buying a house. They have a wedding to pay for. They have a baby. (laughs) Yeah. So it makes sense to you know, go ahead and purchase that mounting and you can upgrade that diamond. You can you yes. can make that grow like everything in your life. You upgrade your house, you upgrade your car. Right. It's okay to upgrade the diamond. Not okay. so easy to upgrade the spouse, but ah. it's easier to upgrade the diamonds. <laughs> well, I think you did quite well because I see you have that five carat diamond round and that is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. So you've done quite well with your upgrading, Monica. <laughs> Taking me a lot of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? What is still the favored uh, diamond color and the favored? Is it? It's still probably the white, you know, still or white. the clear. And what? What are some of the? Are they doing more gold now, or more white gold, yellow gold, rose gold, or it just depends on the skin color? Or is there one that's predominant? I think it's still predominantly white gold. I think that's been a trend that has lasted a lot longer than we thought it would. Yeah. Um, we're starting to see more yellow come back. We're starting to see the bold gold of the 80s come back. You yes. Know, and, and jewelry is very much like fashion. It trends and it goes yes. through phases and it revisits every 20 years or so. Mm-hmm. So what we were seeing, you know, the, the biggest trend still now is white. Halo mountings are still very, very popular because it makes them look big. And that's been Um, about 14 years now. Yeah. And prior to that, you know, in the 70s, marquise shapes were incredibly popular, right? Everybody wanted marquise and then they completely died out. Late 80s and 90s, princess cut. Everybody wanted princess cut and they died out. Now we're starting to see those become popular again. Okay. I know Starting my, to see that. Yeah. My niece Miranda shape. has a princess cut. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're becoming popular again. Very which, pretty. So you kind of see everything re. Yeah. Yeah. Done, you well, know? I know mine is the uh, circle, kind of an oval. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I bought this. This was uh, purchased, I think, in 1983, 1982 or th- no, in 1983, and. You know, I just never changed mine. Now, I did like right. the platinum when they came out and this and that, but uh, I just bought a man-made stone to wear from time to time. It wasn't a, a zircon or a uh, zirconia, but it was uh, like diamond air or something, some kind of a man-made diamond, but a little bit better and a little bit shinier. And I had it set in in platinum so that if I wanted to wear uh, the platinum and look like I was, you know, in style or whatever. But I really love my original ring. The absolute, it is my absolute favorite. So I, uh, I always go back and wear that one all the time. But I like how, you know, I think some, uh, my, uh, I know a lot of people that I have met really like still a very traditional round stone. Uh, set in gold, or, you know, sometimes the husband picks them out and the wife uh, goes along and adds, you know, what kind of side stone she wants or how she wants it set sure. and this and that. And 
and it's very unique. But I like the way that you work. So kind of take us through that process if you're not giving away too many secrets. Um, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of a real per- people person. I kind of like different personalities, and I like to see what their personality is. And we will have people come in, and they have, you know, an idea in their mind. And we will try to fulfill that as much as possible. But one thing that I do is I make them try on the styles that they think they like and the styles that they think they don't like. Because as you know, you can go into a clothing store and a blouse looks great on the, the hanger, right? It looks fabulous. You love it. You put it on. It's awful. Exactly. Or you see something on the hanger that you're like, that's not going to work, but you put it on and it's fabulous. Well, that's what happens with jewelry too. You know, longer fingers can take a wider ring, shorter, stubbier fingers may and want to do something different. What and do you call this part of your ring? Some people have a very wide, have a lot of space here. Mm-hmm. And like That's I your have, shank. That's okay. called your shank. So anything from the side all the way across the back is called the shank. And some people have a lot of space there. And they sure. can do a wider, they can do a band in front. Long a band, fingers, but, you, you know. can get away with a lot more. Shorter fingers, you can't get away with as much, right? Because you don't have the space. And so what we do is we let them try everything on. And, and 90% of the time, it stays what they want. And about 10% of the time, it completely changes because the look has changed on their finger completely. And that's why you want them to try different things so they can get that idea. Yeah. I think the oval looks good on a lot of people that are like, I've got some friends, you know, like Renee power. She's very, she's six feet tall and with very long lean fingers. And she got an oval in uh, the white gold. And I just think it looks so pretty on her. And I I had never really seen ovals that often on anybody, Mm -hmm. but I've seen a few women that are taller and she has nice shoulders. I mean, she's not like too narrow. Uh, it isn't overpowering on her. Or I, I, can't, I can't explain it. But with the body shape and a long neck and long skinny fingers I and olive skin, I just like that platinum oval on her. She just looked right. really good. And, and, you know, that's one thing to play with also when you're talking about the different colors of metal. Um, I think rose gold is gorgeous. It's a beautiful color. I can't wear it. It it does not show up on me whatsoever. Just everything becomes very, very bland. So even though I love the color, it doesn't work on me. Same within fashion. Um, But I will say that, you know, I don't remember if you, I'm sure you do, but I remember in the 80s, my mother-in-law having her colors done. You know, she was a fall or a winter or whatever the case would be. And they told her she had to wear all these colors. Well, she never, she wasn't comfortable in any of those colors. And that makes a huge difference. It may be a great color on you, but if you don't feel good in it, mm-hmm. it doesn't work. So with a lot of my clients, they may, they may absolutely love the rose gold, but when they put it on, they don't like it on their hands. And That's it's right. Because it's a skin color thing. Yeah. You know, it works great on some people. Some people, it just completely fades out. Yeah, can even make their skin look green or yellow yeah, it's, or it's even more pink, tone. even it's more a, pink than their skin already, and I already think, is. Yeah, I think because it's such a soft color, it's hard to get a, a hard contrast with it. Whereas with mm-hmm. the yellow gold and the white gold, those are 
harder colors. You mm-hmm. have the contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I definitely look better in yellow gold. Uh, I don't look as good in white gold, but I wear white gold too because I think it's more cat. I use it more casually. That's what. But I you do. love it too. You you love it, love so it. you're going to feel good in it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Any diamond will, will be just fine. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> I will take it. I will take it. I know that when you look at something in a magazine, same thing with clothes, you see something in a magazine, but it doesn't look good on you, or you see something on a hanger in a store, or you see rings on, you know, a lot of women when you go to some uh, party, some social function, and you notice that a lot of the young girls that are getting engaged, they still have the center stone with a perfect circle of stones around it. What do you call that? That's the halo. Halo. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of those still. And mm-hmm. like, like you mentioned earlier, I remember both of my uh, nieces had those kinds of st- uh, rings, the halos. And one had diamonds going down the shank and the other one didn't want that. And I'm not sure if they were both white gold or one was yellow and one was white. Uh, I think they were both white gold. But um, I think people like that still, um, like you say, you're still selling it. What is there any other new kind of setting or any any kind of setting that you've noticed all of a sudden people want again? Whiter you know, bands I think, or I wedding think princess, bands? Yeah, princess cuts are coming back. Oh, princess cuts. Yeah, you those said are that. Those are coming back. Um, the halo is, I think that's going to be here to stay just because it creates a bigger look yeah. with for less money, which I think is great. Um, I think we're going to see more traditional again, too. We're going to see the solitaire. We're going to see the three stone, you know, a, a side yeah. stone. Yeah. because I, I don't think classics ever go out of style i don't need i think My they come back and fade and come back perfect. and fade and come back yeah mm-hmm. but they're always elegant like a chanel exactly. hand, just like a chanel handbag a traditional chanel handbag they are always good and right. i agree um that my mother had a ring gold center stone and two side stones absolutely gorgeous and the the middle stone was quite you know for the 1945 or 47 uh <laughs> was quite quite large it was like two sure. carats which you know That's and the huge. side stones were big like yeah. a half carat or a three-fourths of a carat it was a gorgeous ring and when uh my father died she gave it to one of her grandchildren uh Eric, I mean, Craig to give to his then girlfriend who she knew he was going to marry. And, you know, it fit her perfectly. My mother was a size five and a half or five ring and it fit Tiffany perfectly. And she wears it exactly how it is. She said she'd never want to change it. And it just looks gorgeous. That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, some things are meant to be like that, you know. And if you get handed stuff like that, you really have to appreciate it because it's not going to keep happening. We don't we don't have those traditions anymore. It's not going to be handed down anymore. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, doesn't happen as much. They they are so kids are so picky about what they what they want or they have something different in mind or they reset it. I have my mother had another diamond and she, it's beautiful. She did the. Um, circled one halo she also did halo but she used my my mom's 
other diamond that mother used to wear on her index finger, but uh, her uncle had actually given that to her. So uh, it wasn't something that dad had given to her, but she loved it and appreciated and wore it her whole life on her on her pointer finger. Um, what about wedding bands? Do they still match the ring, come in sets, or do they do that separate? Do they still wear it on the left hand, or are they wearing it on the right hand? How's that work? No, I mean, you still wear the band on the left, and you put the band on before the engagement ring because you want the band closest to the heart. Um, and we see, I don't see so many um, men's and women's matching. I don't seem to see, you know, them having matching bands. But what we do see is they will have matching medals. So if the woman is wearing all white metal, then the men tend to wear white metal as well. Um, however, that being said, um, the most popular thing for men is still titanium bands. Yes, yes, um, I see that everywhere, especially on young men. Yeah. The other thing, you know, is, is what we see a lot of, you know, everybody, I think today, the younger generation, all of them have, the little silicone band, the little rubber, you know, black band or green band or whatever color that they wear, mm -hmm. um, mostly so that they can work and not have any problems with it. Okay. Okay. Titanium is very popular. Yeah. Titanium. Yeah. Uh -huh. What's that? Other titanium is a pure metal, but it's very, very, very light. The mm -hmm. only, is it, it very, black? very, black, you can have black titanium. It's a, usually it's a gray metal. Used for okay. a lot of body parts, you know, when you get a new, yeah, name and a new yeah, that's what John's got a bunch of that, yep, <laughs> and a hip, <laughs> yep. So that's usually what it is. So it's a very, very durable metal. The only problem with it is, is it can never be cut off. So you don't want to wear it if you're an electrician or you're working as a mechanic because that ring cannot be cut off. Oh my god, whereas a gold ring or a silver ring can be cut off. So you have to oh, be careful with it. Good to know. Right. Listeners, remember that it can't be cut off. So remember that. And what? And I doubt that it'd be as good for those that gain, like, retain water. Like my water weight goes up and down and up and down. And I still can wear the same ring because my knuckles are big. Mm -hmm. But uh, as you know, I've brought my rings in uh, and had them resized a few times, and that's right. very easy with golden and sterling and white gold and yellow gold and rose gold but oh my if somebody had that issue and they were a man they couldn't have that ring either titanium cannot be sized um it is what it is um but that being said men as a rule don't have the water weight issue that we have yeah. you know they don't fluctuate as much um they also you know there there are men who never take their ring off and there are men who because of their situation, their work, whatever they do, they don't wear it at work, which we, mm -hmm. you know, we tend to say, yeah, that's a really great idea. You know, I mean, you can, you know, you're going to have that mark on your finger, whether you're wearing it or not. So that's right. You're going to know you're married. So yeah. Yeah. They're just doing it for safety or they're, for, or, or maybe it is, safety. maybe it, they prefer a ring. I mean, I've noticed they don't seem to have the great big knuckle and then get skinny like a lot of women do. Uh, they wear their rings not as tight. That's what right. I noticed with John. He likes to be able to put it on easily, just like bing, and it's yeah. on. And I'd say, doesn't it need to be a little snugger? Nope, nope. And so, you know, he'll take his off uh, golfing and all kinds of things and then put it on 
when, you know, we're going out or whatever, he always wears it. Uh, and he puts it on when he gets home and after he showers, but he's not going to take a risk of uh, uh, going uh, and losing it. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Um, and, and it just depends on the man. You know, my husband wears, he wears a titanium band and he wears it pretty much 24 seven. That being said, if he's racing or working on the race car, it's mandatory. He takes it off. I'm like, you, you know, yeah, yeah right. I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's that. That would not be able to be cut off if something horrible happened. Well, um, do do you see as many men wanting stones in their rings or diamonds when they do do gold or uh, you know platinum it's, it's, or whatever? Yeah, it's funny to me. And we've been here, so we've been here 42 years. I've been doing this for 36 years. 36 years. And my, I will tell you, my opinion is men are tougher than women. And what I mean by that is they are very, and that's what it is. There's no, there's no going around it. They're They're, they're much, they're much pickier. They, if they okay. yeah, if they have an idea in their mind, that's what they want. There's no mm-hmm. compromise with it. Whereas with women, they are a little bit more um, understanding if something can't be done a certain way. Um, men have an idea in their head and that's what they want. So for men, if we're going to do a ring for men, I would say 90% of the time it's a custom ring. Okay. Okay. If they have it so set in their mind, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, um, well, that's okay. You can do yeah, custom. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it's fine. It's uh, fine. Sometimes those things can be found. Sometimes they can't. Right. I noticed uh, quite a few men have lost their rings. Like, say, if they're swimming in the ocean or on vacation or whatever I've heard about a few people, people that surf when they don't take their rings off. I've just heard, uh, I've seen and heard my girlfriend say, oh no, he's lost his ring three times. So that must be the men that don't take their rings off. I don't hear as many women losing theirs. I don't know if women attach more to it than men do. You know, we, we tend to attach more feeling to it than men do. Um, the ring itself. Yeah. The ring itself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we, we grow, you know, as much as we don't want to grow, we grow, right? right? So when you get married and you're that perfect little size seven and your ring is a size five, for men, it's the same thing. As we grow, we kind of grow a little bit larger. Yeah. And, you know, so they can't wear the ring. So they take it off and they put it in a safe place. And, you know, 10 years later, nobody remembers where that safe place is. So <laughs> yeah, that's how that happens a lot, too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But and men is, aren't going to yeah. take time. Usually they don't they don't have the time or they're not going to take the time to go and get it sized because they don't put as much importance on it. It's important to them. Mm-hmm. But they know they're married. They know their wife's there, you know, whereas right. we put more attachment to ours. Yeah, it isn't a priority to get the ring fixed. I right. noticed that with a lot of people because, you know, all the rings I gave all of my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and grandkids and the niece, the nephews and my little niece, they're growing like weeds. So I'm going to 
I'm not going to do it now because they're far too busy. But when I go back out there next summer, I'm going to collect them up and get, take my ring sizer and find out what size they need to be now. Because uh, if they can't switch it and wear it on their little finger or they can't wear it at all, uh, then I want to size them so that they can wear them because I right. know they all, they all really liked them. So, and, I, and again, it's just not a priority for a growing family. It's not a priority for most people. You know, it is me because, you know, uh, me and jewelry, we are one. I have to just have my, my jewelry the same. I mean, as I would, I can't see without my glasses and I don't function without my jewelry. So there you go. And you know, that that's, that's kind of a really cool thing because one of the things that I constantly promote and I constantly tell people is change your jewelry, change it. You have gorgeous stuff, wear it. Well, I tend to wear the same thing over and over. I said, we all do. You have to make that effort. Well, we don't go anywhere. And I tell Doesn't people, matter. Time, you, you've heard me say this a million times. I don't care if you're going to McDonald's. You're right. Put your jewelry on. It's yeah. going to make you feel good. You go know? to the grocery you're store. Go to the doctor. Exactly. And, you know, most, you know, as, as I am aging, I know that you do spend more time. You have to go to the doctor twice a year now. You have to get your teeth cleaned. You got to do this. You got to go to that. Maybe you have to go and do things you don't want to do, like colonoscopies and stuff like that. But you've got to do all of this. You got to get your hair done. You got to get your nails done. You got to get a pedicure. But when you wear your jewelry, you do feel better. And people ask me about my jewel wear. And I'm always saying, Monica called what's called Caldwell Jewelry. Over on Oracle. I explained to them because it just so happens that most of the people that go to the places that I go are probably 45 to, I don't know, 75 or over, but they all look fabulous, I think. And they like jewelry. They're still interested. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still interested in in jewelry. And I think, hey, if you're interested, go and look, you know. And I Absolutely. also tell them that you, that you buy uh estate jewelry and fine jewelry and that if they have something that they want to try and sell uh that you will buy it from them if you you think you can sell it you know we do a lot of um remakes we do a lot of resettings so you know there's a lot of times when somebody's inherited items from grandma that is just not their style. That's There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not their style. So we'll take those stones, we'll change the mounting, we'll change the color if it's in yellow and they want white or white and they want yellow. We can update it for them. We have, you know, we have a lot of retirees in this area. Yes. So a lot of people who were, you know, in DC and had to dress and had to do all those corporate yes. things and all those parties, well, now they want something that they can wear on the golf course. Right. We can take those items and tone them down or reset them so that they're comfortable wearing them. On yeah. The golf I've seen those uh, where you've made either hoop earrings, which a bunch of different uh, different shape 
diamonds or those bracelets that you've made in gold that have mm-hmm. all the diamonds scattered on them from Aunt Lucy, Aunt Faye, Aunt this, Uncle So. And they look fantastic. They do. And, and all they can wear those, them all the time. Yeah. You can wear them just like they wear that Cartier bracelet. Lock yeah. it on and never take it off. On This exactly. doesn't have to lock, but if they want to have it lock, I'm sure you can make it that way. But right. they're they're fabulous. I mean, and what a good thing to do rather than sell it. You know, right. I'm with you on the selling of your jewelry. I really, and then I've done it. And, you know, if I had it to do over, there'd be a lot of things I, I'd like to have that. And there are a lot of things I'm glad to sell so I can buy something else. But, you know, jewelry, fine jewelry, you know, that have been given to you out of love and, you know, honor and special people. And that's the same with uh, now as I, I, I'm i older, I can even see that I feel that way about costume jewelry too, that dear friends have given me that are no longer here. Right. And maybe I gave that away. But the good thing is those special things that I had, I did give to other special people that were younger because I wasn't wearing the costume anymore. Uh I do sometimes for fun or if I want it so ginormous that there's no way that I could ever afford the real thing, then I wear the costume jewelry. Like it particularly- well, and you look fabulous mm-hmm. at it because you always have yes. a look. You're always, you're always completely dressed with a look. So <laughs> some of the big jewelry is just, I mean, it just works on the jackets you wear. It's, it's fabulous. I would never tell you not to do that. It's um, fun. I like it big. Is. I like it's, big stones. I do I like, <laughs> I like big. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You can give me a big old diamond job. It, just, it can have black in it as long as you can't see it with the naked eye. But don't give me some teeny tiny perfect diamond. Not for me, honey. <laughs> exactly. And that's all about taste. It's all about taste. You know what people like. Yep. And this is yeah. not how... The rest of my family thinks it's just me, Miss Black Sheep, that is the ostentatious <laughs> one. Or it isn't even that. No, I no, just no. like it. Have, I just have, I'm attracted to it. You know? It's all about and, attitude, right? So one of my favorite sayings was from Elizabeth Taylor. Okay. And somebody had made the comment about her being gaudy or ostentatious. And her reply was, it's only ostentatious if you don't have one. And that has stuck with me forever and ever and ever because my family says the same thing. I'm always dressed. I'm, I yes. always have my jewelry on. I'm always made you up. You always look fabulous. And, and I said, that's what I do. Yeah. That's, that's I do what too. I do. And I love it. Now, that being said, when my husband races dirt cars, we know yes. I'm under the car. I'm grinding tires. And I literally have people who don't recognize that Monica with this Monica because obviously I'm not going to wear any of that. But this is who I am. This is yeah. what I do. So when that's I that's what you love. Office, when I bowl, when I go to the grocery store, I'm going to have my diamonds on. I'm going to have my earrings, and it's just it, you just don't feel like you're dressed without it. Yeah, that's right, and you don't really feel fully yourself. I mean, it's, I yeah, don't really feel, feel like, and it just seems like any time I skip. And I think, oh, my God, I'm late. I've got to go and get this. I promised John I'd run to Walgreens and get him this before he got back from golf. And I'll just, you know, John gets home at noon. That's a little bit before I'm usually getting up. (laughs) (laughs) On a good day, I get up at eight. Okay. There are many (laughs) days I get up at five. But 
Well, there are some days I get up at five and some days <laughs> six. And sometimes I'll even stay up till three o'clock in the morning, like last night. So then I told John, don't get me up before a minute before 830 because I'm going to I know I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because we were going to do the show. And I get very excited when I do shows with people that I really love, like you or Simone or Rachel or my dear ones that I love. And I, I was just excited to do the show. Well, I was excited to see you. I haven't seen you in <laughs> I know. And I still have jewelry that I have to come pick up that I had you uh, had your girls um, repair. Uh, prepare, yeah, repair for me i always like to shop around while i'm there so i'll have to do that uh, christmas is coming and you know all of those things and my mom's birthday and just many many things but uh what else do you want to say about uh i i wonder if i know they're going to do the wedding sets but i have seen some women that do a ring on the left hand and a ring on the right but that's rare that's that's more rare. It's still, you know, as as forward thinking as we are today, some things are still traditional. The engagement ring on the left hand is still very traditional. Um, we are seeing, you know, a lot of synthetic diamonds. You're seeing the younger generation really go towards synthetic diamonds. Um, that's their choice. I I don't have, I you know, I I would prefer people staying with tradition and using a natural diamond. Um, and I think mostly because it kind of, you know, when you think that it takes moving two tons of earth to find that diamond of yeah. any size to cut and make into a gemstone, mm -hmm. that's just something that I think is incredibly special where, okay, now it's made in a lab and, you know, they're all exactly the same. It's, it's mm -hmm. just, I'm, uh, I'm more traditional yeah. in that respect, and but some, it's a big market. It's a huge market. So like the and good earth us, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, so but people they ask don't us, we have, won't provide it. But if you're really into the spiritual realm and mm -hmm. you're really very sensitive, like mm -hmm. I have a lot of very, very spiritual friends, like with Simone, uh, you you don't want to give her a man-made stone. I mean, I made no, the mistake the of doing that. And, mm -hmm. She wants right. the energy from the natural stone. The natural. She yeah. A stone for the energy she needs that day. Yep. Same with Renee. She she might need a rose quartz that way. What day? Or she might need uh, more diamonds that day because she wants the more energy she can possibly get. And I know sometimes uh, you amethyst has been known to uh, help people that have OCD or addictive behavior. And, you know, you see people with bracelets and amethyst and earrings and, and I'll say, I love your amethyst. And I and, and somebody once said to me, well, it keeps me sane. So it's supposedly the energy is supposed to be calming. And okay. I have a lot of clients who that's how they choose as well. And who am I to say that they're wrong? Who am I to say it's not true? I don't it's know. True, I think you it's know? very true. So I yeah, but but that that group of people definitely want nothing man-made because it doesn't have it it has no meaning to them, it has no feel to them ever. Right. Exactly. And I'm I'm I am in that genre. I just have some bigger things that I want because of their I like them bigger and I can't afford the real thing because it would be a 25 carat. <laughs> 
whatever but there's Ruby. different purposes right you would yeah. wear things for different purposes yeah um you know people who wear religious jewelry who wear yeah. crosses they do it for a different reason yes. um that's not to say if they don't have a big gala to go to that they're not going to bling out and wear big pieces yeah it's just a different um a different purpose. Yeah, yeah. I think it's where you're going, how big is the auditorium or how large is the wedding, how intimate. If it's an intimate setting, I mean, my granddaughter's getting married. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, John and Barbara had two children, and this is her, uh, John and Barbara's eldest uh, son's eldest daughter, Tessa, wow. and she's marrying uh, Anthony, and she is actually going to be Mrs. Robinson. Oh, how funny. Because <laughs> his, his last name is Robinson. So oh, was, how funny. I was like seeing it. Hey, Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> does she even know what that song was from? Yes, barely. She She's 32, but she okay. does know. Okay. And uh, and she has a gorgeous, gorgeous ring also, a diamond. And hers is, uh, it is... I think it is a marquee. I think it is a marquee. And she looks so good in that longer stone. I'm just going to look it up on my phone. But I know those aren't, uh, there might be something with that. However, they are she, making a comeback. I mean, different shapes are definitely becoming popular again. Yeah. And I even saw, okay, let me just see if I can find it. I'm pretty sure it's a marquee because. I mean, he did this whole thing where he gave it to her by this beautiful waterfall, and uh, it was just gorgeous. And they make a gorgeous couple, and they're both very smart people, and I'm just glad they found each other because she's super smart, super beautiful, and super uh, a caring girl, but very, very much her own person and doesn't mm -hmm. follow the crowd. Good for her. And anyway, I can't find it, but go ahead and tell me what else I need to know about diamonds. It's still cut clarity and color and carat weight, the four C's. So cut, cut is the shape. Clarity is how clean internally it is. Color is obviously color. So when we're talking about white diamonds, we're talking about absence of color versus a hint of color and then of course the all-important carrot weight how big is it yes um and do you have to go through all of that do you usually go through all of that with your customers or do they tell you if they want to know or do they say oh we just want to spend x amount of money we go through that with all of them um just so that they know what they're getting okay um <clears throat> most important is the cut, the shape, that's going to be the most important. You know, they have a shape in, in mind. And then it would be um, the color because the, co the color is what the eye is going to first see. That's what the eye will pick up. And then clarity, um, uh, let's see, cut, clarity, um, carat weight, that type of thing. So, you know, they want a one carat round. That's going to set the precedence of where we're going to be with that one carat round. We're going to be in, you know, this this size, this shape, and then we'll go from there as far as clarity and color and 
overall cut, that type of thing. Is South Africa still a good place for diamonds or are there many, many That's still other probably places? Probably one of the biggest producers. Um, that being said, right now, with all the political stuff that's going on, um, the biggest producer was a company called Al Rosa that is owned by Russia. Um, they were sanctioned. We're not allowed to deal with them. Um, can we prove that a diamond came from Al Rosa 10 years ago? No. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's, it's all about ebb and flow and about distribution. And right now, because everything's been up in the air for three years, you, you don't know what's going on. You know, we've yeah. seen prices go through the roof. We've seen them drop. We've seen them go through the roof. We've seen them drop. And this is in short periods of time. So, mm -hmm. yes. What are they now? Are they high or low? Um, certain sizes are much higher. You've probably seen a 30% increase on certain sizes. Anything large has definitely had an increase. Bigger. Um, smaller, not so much. What about Canadian diamonds? Do you Very like popular. Um, they're great. Again, but it's all about distribution and, and how they're getting here that type of thing. Yeah. There probably delays with that, like with every oh, absolutely. shipping yeah. problem. Yeah. There's been a lot of things like that. Um, you know, I love pearls. I love pearls. Pearls yeah, is a dead too. market. Nobody buys pearls. Nobody wants pearls. You know, you but can't they're give showing them it in fashion. They're showing pearls. You'd think you're that. seeing it on jackets. You're seeing men wear pearls, which I think is yeah. fabulous. Um, so what's going to happen? Maybe I think it'll this, pick up in the spring. Well, I think this is this is a plan. This is a marketing plan. In my eyes, this is a marketing plan because there's been no production for two years. There's been no implantation, no production. So what this is allowed to happen is we're going to promote, 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 and prices are going to go through the roof because we've had no production. So I, I think, you know, you, gotta, you always look at yes. the marketing of something. It's yeah. very interesting to watch. Have you ever... Even around Tucson, uh, we started going out for dinner more because I want to see everybody for the holidays. And so sure. we've been going out quite a bit. And I have noticed that everyone has raised their prices. I yep. mean, like the keg used to be like so fab because it was so much lower than a lot of the other expensive steakhouses right. around here in Phoenix. And now their prices right. are way up there, 45, $42, $45 right. for a steak, just right. like everybody else, where it used to be 25 or something for a small filet. But I mean, all the prices everywhere have gone up. Yes. And I don't see the food quality, and I'm not talking about the keg, but in a lot of the places, I certainly don't see the food quality better than it used to be, or maybe not even the same, but maybe a it's little less. It's, I think that, you know, as an employer, I see the employer side of it. And there's a couple things that are going on. Um, supply and demand, we cannot get the supplies. We just can't get them. They're just right. still so backed up. And that's hard to say this far into it. Right. Um, but we can't get the employees either. Nobody wants to right. work. That's you know? exactly right. Um, my my father-in-law, his wife's sister sells cars. She can't sell cars, cannot sell cars because they don't have any available to sell because they still don't have the chip. So they have all these brand new cars on the lot, none of them with the chip. So you can't even sell the car that's on the lot. And this is, we're in oh, 2023. So it's, it's still a problem. Yeah, that is a huge problem. Well, I think with the food, 
it's definitely better than when I was going way up north for the summers sure. because uh, they're the last ones to get the food. <laughs> but, uh, and that's what I was told by my real estate agent. If you want super, super fresh, this, that, and so-and-so, buy it in Tucson, get a cooler and bring them up because they're not going to have it here. And if you do have it, you have to eat it that day or it won't be fresh. So we kind of got used to buying it and eating it and buying it and eating it instead of putting things in the refrigerator. Because now I tell John, we're getting them late too here because, you know, shipments, you know, just aren't going to do. So, you know, if he wants steak or certain kinds of, uh, I mean, I feel like I have a, a warehouse here. I've got Cottonelle, toilet paper, Kleenex, paper towels, sparkling water in my tangerine and orange from LaCroix. And he <laughs> says, are we, are we still going to be doing this? I go, we're going to have a warehouse forever because I don't trust that we're going to be able to get things exactly when we need them. Right. So I just continue and, you know, the Dawn, new Dawn soap that you told me to wash my jewelry in, I have tons of that. He goes, we really do have a warehouse. And I go, yes, we do. He was kind of embarrassed when his son came for Thanksgiving with my granddaughter and his wife and her fiance, because he says, well, if you want to come out into our two car garage where you can barely get our cars in, come and take a look. But, you know, I, I just can't believe that. And you know, he bought, so I said, you better buy a lot of steaks if you want to have them from now on for several months, because who knows, everybody, and you turn on the TV and they say the whole COVID thing is certainly not over. And this RSV or VSR or whatever it's called. With the kids, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the um, COVID and all the different strains and, you know, the stomach virus that's going around, you just do not know. And I, Very true. I don't want to be caught with my pants down, so to speak, because I'm just a planner. That's who I am. Yeah. No, I, I totally <laughs> get it. And when you, and when you feel that bad, the last thing you want to have to do is run out and buy toilet paper. Yeah. You, know, you don't oh, want to no. go. No. And, and, and I'm allergic to everything. Well, we're going to have to go. I'm so sorry, but we're out of time. Monica, I have loved it. I knew it was going to fly. Thank you for your expertise. 36 years of expertise. And we're so happy to have you here in Tucson. And I wish you had more stores so more people could enjoy your knowledge and see all your beautiful creations. And Monica also creates jewelry and she's very, very good. She's very creative. So thanks again, Monica. And I'll oh, be down pleasure. to see and pick up okay. my goodies. And okay. thank you so much. I'm sending great, much love to you in Dallas and thank Brie you. and her husband. Thank and you. Congratulations to Brie and take care of yourselves. God bless. I will. Melody Edmondson has created a book series available on amazon.com. The Space of the Waist series is comprised of a body shape by a waist length and will have all the information you need to dress and accessorize beautifully. You choose yours after first buying book one, The Guidebook, your fashion guide based on body shape and the space of the waist. This is a new method of determining your body shape and your waist length termed the space of the waist. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.